Okay. Well, uh, René is a filmmaker that uh, was uh, one of the guest directors right here at the Maui Film Festival during this past week. And she presented a short, a very interesting short called Le Petit Nuage, which translates into English as the little cloud. And could you please tell us, René, a little bit about the, the short? and about yourself. Sure, certainly. Um, I decided to make the film after I worked on the film The Artist. I was uh, working on the film The Artist in the lighting department, and it inspired me to go back to directing, which was my first love, and I decided to sort of make an homage to their film, a little answer back, if you will, uh, to The Artist. They, made, uh, they came as a French crew to Hollywood to make a film about love, American love story. So I decided to go to France, to Paris, and make a French love story as an American. So that's what I did. And yeah. I was lucky enough to be uh, asked to come to the Maui Film Festival to present my film there. And it was a great honor and a, what a lovely place. <laughs> right. Uh, how did the uh, film festival impress you? You know, you've been to Cannes, right? Yes, I have. Okay. And uh, this obviously is a complete different type of setting and ambiance. So uh, give us uh, your take on uh, the Maui Film Festival since this was your first time here, right? Yes, it was my first time to Maui at the festival. I was there once before just to Maui as a quick uh, weekend vacation many years ago. So this was a completely different experience and uh, a lovely one, I must say. All of the all of the locals had the aloha spirit and I felt it very strongly. And it was a wonderful experience to show my film there in front of uh, 2,700 people at the, at the Celestial Cinema. It was fantastic. Yeah, what a setting, it's a wonderful, eh? Yeah, incredible setting. I mean, you can't... I cannot match that. I don't think in my life it will be uh, a high point, I'm sure, because it was just so incredible. And I, ho I hope and pray that I can come back, uh, you know, another time to do that again, because it was wonderful, wonderful well, experience. Well, hopefully we get to see all the following films that you are planning on making, because you do have already a sequel to that, right? Yes, I do. I, I actually expanded the idea uh, into a feature film because I want to be a feature film director. So I thought, well, maybe I'll make a feature film about uh, different love stories, different types of love even, in different countries. So I can make a film, a feature film, and I will call it Seven Short Films About Love. And I will make each film in another country. So I made a commitment to do this. And the second film... Uh, we wrapped principal photography in Italy about a month ago now, and I'm going to start working on editing that film and putting it together. And in the meantime, I will start pre-production on the next film in the series, the third one, which will be either Japan or India. They're both kind of happening, and I have to uh, decide which one of those two will go next. And they will be old stories about love. That's correct. Uh-huh. And uh, so what will make you decide between Japan and India on your next one? Well, I'm starting to think uh, 
mostly it will be Japan next, even though I have contacts from India that I made in Cannes. There were some of the actresses that were in the films and competition there that I met at the party. They had an Indian party, an Indian-themed party. Uh-huh. And I went there and met many people there and told them about my project and got their business cards and information, and many wanted to help me with this. So it's a, it's a process, though, I think, in a big jump uh, to India or Japan, really. But the difference is that uh, the Japanese film, the makeup artist from Paris, is actually Japanese as well, even though she lives in Paris and is a Parisian. Uh, she knows people in Osaka and invited me to come there, and I think uh, it may be easier to go there first. So I think we will start with Japan, and then India will be the following year. Oh, sounds uh, like you're on the right track. Uh, what are the uh, the length of your uh, short films? Well, they will. I think they will average around 15 minutes for the following films. Fifteen? Yes. Uh-huh. But Le Petit Nuage was uh, just nine minutes. It was the first one, and, you know, if you make seven films into a feature, they have to be around 15 minutes. So that's how, how long my films will be. Right. And uh, are there any interconnection between the stories, or they're completely independent from one yeah. another? Well, there's a few different ways that I will uh, link the stories together, and one is I'm keeping the, all of them will be, a, it will be a black and white film throughout, and it will also be a silent film throughout, because I, I really enjoy uh, the idea of silent film and how it draws you in as an audience, and, and it really sparks your own creativity and your own imagination. I find, uh, I get different comments from different people of what they think is happening in the film, and It's a lovely thing, I think, to encourage the audience's own creativity in a film. And that's what I find very interesting about silent film. I think it does it more than a film with uh, dialogue. So one of the things that will link the films is uh, the black and white and silent thing, but also the theme of love will also link them. And I also have a, one thing I want to do is have sort of a reverence for the past, our ancestors, and for things that maybe we're losing in our modern culture uh, to be a, a sub-theme throughout the film as well, with the different stories. Mm, how wonderful. Uh, it's, it's amazing how uh, we have gone from uh, the invention of the Lumiere brothers, in which uh, everything was... Uh, Uh, pretty rustic and obviously there was uh, no sound uh, until well uh, supposedly the first commercial sound film was the, the jazz singer uh, probably in 27 right 1927 and now uh, after going through all the different dimensions in the screen and all the different uh, improvements in the sound from hi-fi to Dolby and so on and so forth <laughs> we're going back to the basis and you know, <laughs> you know that, uh, featuring silent film You know, well, and I, I think I think perhaps uh, one of the reasons the artist resonated so much with people and the audience around the world is that it, maybe we're missing something. You know, maybe we uh, love and enjoy that film so much because we kind of forgot something along the way. You know, about film and about what you can do with just the basics and the rudimentary 
part of filmmaking. And I think now it's uh, modern advertising and all the colors and everything. I think we are bombarded constantly with uh, colors and sounds and images. And the one thing that a black and white silent film can do is almost give you a rest, almost give your mind a little break and you don't see so many colors and somehow it gives you a just a place where you can rest for a moment and become creative like you said and watch the film in a in a very different way I think than a film that it's it's not a passive thing it's more active um, whereas I think some television especially but also films with sound can be very uh, you'll be a passive observer and it's all given to you so in a way when, when it's a black and white silent film you have to work a little more but it's more fun and interesting in this way well, I find Oh, it sure is an interactive type of connection, and you know when you're the audience participates. You know, it's a little bit like, uh, well, radio. Radio is the theater of our minds. You know, is uh, what uh, uh, what we create uh, through the sounds and the words, and the opposite. It will be. Well, I do sometimes silent broadcast. You know, every year I do have a one big silent broadcast. What does that mean? That means that I don't talk. It's just music. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's uh, giving, giving a rest and giving the chance to the audience to, well, make up their own mind about what is that they're listening and all that. So, uh, I also, uh, what I admire, and this is what I wanted to share with my beautiful, admirable an anonymous uh, audience is uh, the way that you are doing this which is definitely off the beaten path and uh, definitely not in the Hollywood manner I mean you're you're a real maverick and you're a real independent producer and that's the part that I want to not only celebrate but support and uh, so do you care to explain to our audience a little bit about how you go about it on the, you know on developing these ideas and your casting and how you reach out for other artists in different countries Oh certainly sure um do you want me to start with Le Petit Noir to tell a little bit about how that came to be? Or? Yes, yes. Okay. Um, well, when I went to, uh, like I said, I had become, come up with the idea on the set of this artist. I was starting to think of the, dream up this idea of doing a silent film in, in France. And I went to Cannes. I bought a ticket to Cannes uh, in December before the film was even finished shooting because there was rumors on the set that they would take the film to Cannes, and I thought, well, I want to be there if they're going to take the film to Cannes because it's such a wonderful project. And indeed, I was there, and it went from out of competition to in competition. It was a very exciting time, and at the end of the screening in Cannes for the artist, there was a 20-minute standing ovation, and I was present there and at the parties afterwards, and there was a very uh, strong feeling of, of hopefulness for silent film or something this interesting to be uh, to become so popular was very uh, very exciting. So I made a commitment then to start to think about really making this short film that I wanted to make. So I met with a friend, and she said to me, "Renee, if you're going to make a film in, in France, you should do it now. You know, while you're here. When are you going to come back?" And I said, "That's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> I probably won't come back anytime soon." So. 
I, I looked into changing my ticket, and it was possible to change it and make my trip just one week longer than when I was originally planning to be. So mm -hmm. I did that, and I um, then I asked a friend of mine who I was staying with, who's uh, Isabel Rebis, who was the script supervisor on the artist, was letting me be with her in Paris. And I called her to ask her if she had any friends uh, in Paris who might be interested to shoot myself. And she said, well, let me think about it, and I'll call you back. And a few minutes later, she called me back and said, yes, I have a friend there in Cannes who is uh, in the film festival of visiting there, and she can come to speak with you. So just a few minutes later, I had Stella Liber, my cinematographer, <laughs> in front of me, and she, I told her about the project, and she said yes. And uh, it was wonderful because she was one of these people who knows everyone in the film business in Paris, and she started to make phone calls for me to find other crew people, and it was fantastic. So then I said to her, well, I'm going to have to try to cast this now and find some actors. So I had a, a friend I had met before I left Los Angeles, and Sarah Dimester, who's also a director and actress in her own right, and she had screened a film as part of a meetup group that I was going to to learn French conversational uh, French. You know, you can go to meetup.com. It's this website where you go to meet people with common interest. And they had a screening of her film. I went to see her film, and in her film she plays two people. She plays two sisters, one's French and one's American, and they meet after many years. And I said, well, I need to be there to meet this woman because <laughs> obviously she speaks French and English and, and I'm interested in learning French, so this will be great. And she's a filmmaker, so I had met her before I left Los Angeles. And she told me at that point, she said, I'll be in Cannes, look me up when you're there. So indeed I did look her up. And since I now had the idea to make the film, I asked her if she would be in the film. And she said, yes, so this is a common thing, everyone's saying yes. <laughs> uh, she had. Then I had to ask her. I said, "Do you happen to have any actor friends who you might show me that might be interested to play the man, the male role in my film? Because uh, I need, I don't have time to do a proper casting." And she said, "Well, let me see. I have some friends here on Facebook who are actors who might be interested. Let's take a look." And she showed me some different pictures, and there were a few I was interested in, but one especially, Geoffrey Plateau. I, I wanted to ask him if he would be interested to play with her because they have a very similar look in their faces and they're a good couple. Uh, so I thought it could work well. And she set up a meeting with him uh, in Paris just uh, two days later and I went on a train back to Paris and finished my storyboard for the film during this time. It's about a five-hour train ride. And then I met with Joffrey in a cafe and, and yes, he said yes too. <laughs> so that was half French, half English conversation, but he, I get this, this idea across, and he said yes. And then he invited me to a stage play a few days later. So I went with my director of photography, Stella, and I went to the stage play to see him play. And there was another actor there that would be perfect for the waiter role. I needed a comedic actor, a funny man, you know, someone who could, with physical comedy, could do this other role. And of course, there he was on stage. <laughs> His name's Sebastian, and I said, well, he would be perfect. So after the play was finished, they had a little soiree across the street, a few people having a glass of wine, and we, we talked, and I asked Sebastian if he would play. And he said, well, yes, I would love to play. So everyone says yes. And then I needed a little dog, too. I wanted to have a little dog. And 
certainly as we, as we were always sitting there, one of Joffrey's uh, friends came up, and it's a woman, and she had a little dog in her arms, and, and she said yes. So <laughs> <laughs> it's been about three days. <laughs> the whole project was cast uh, in well, a fantastic, the... uh, magical way. <laughs> yeah, the Yes Project. Yes, it was. And it's serendipity. Felt, uh, Complete yeah, serendipity. Yes, I, I felt very much like I had been... Uh, has taken a step down the right path of where I should be going in life, you know, because all of the, uh, you know, everything, the the path was being laid out in front of me and the little flowers were being sprinkled. <laughs> so I just walked this way, you know. So. Oh, amazing, amazing. Yeah, Beautiful. it's wonderful. Beautiful. Renee, where, uh, uh, where can our audience uh, that is all over the United States and all over the world, how can they connect with your work? Where where can they see some of your work? I mean, is this? Do you have any showings uh, coming up, or is there something that is in the internet that they can refer to? Uh, yes, uh, there's. They can go to if they are affiliated in any way with Facebook. Uh -huh. I have a I have a Facebook page set up for the project. All right. And they can find it by going to facebook.com and then a forward slash, then the number seven on the keyboard, and short films about love. And if they search this phrase on Facebook, it should come right up. And Ew. if they like the page, they go and they click on the like button, then they get the regular updates from what's happening with the project as it moves forward. The other thing uh, you can find there is there is a trailer, a 30-second trailer there on that page, but it's also on imdb.com, which is the Internet Movie data Database some mm. people may be familiar with. Mm -hmm. But it's imdb.com, and you can search there under Le Petit Nuage, which is uh, L-E, and then Petit is P-E-T-I-T, -E and Nuage, N-U-A-G-E. And if you type that in, uh, the film comes up, and there's a place there to find the trailer, and you can watch the 30-second trailer for the film, which is also very nice. It's not the full-length movie, but as you understand, I can't put the whole film online yet until the project is completed, because I won't be able to sell it if it's already on the Internet. <laughs> of course. So I have to keep, uh, keep it under wraps. But other than that, there will be some screenings upcoming at different film festivals. We're in the Durango, Colorado Film Festival. As far as just from Maui, we got into this one. And also another festival in Anchor Wat picked us up. Mm. Mm. And I'm also in, uh, I'm being looked at by many other festivals, but I haven't heard yet whether we are into these festivals, so... I can't share that yet. Well, beautiful. But obviously you are in the social media and, you know, either through Facebook or through just uh, typing your name, Rene George, into in the Internet, they'll be able to connect somehow. And then the ones that have the experience and know how to follow those things will do. Yeah, that would be wonderful. I would, I would be very pleased to have people come from the radio show and, and come to take a look because it's a it's a very fun project and it's going to reach across uh, borders from uh, one country to another to encourage uh, collaboration across a border and, and goodwill with that country and one of the things I'm doing is uh, reaching across the border to get a co-writer for each story 
So if anyone is in any of the countries where I'm going to be making a film and they're a writer, feel free to contact me because I need writers in each country and also actors. You know, I'm going to be casting in all the different countries, local actors from those countries. So I would love to hear from anyone like that. Uh, the places where we are going to be planning to shoot films uh, are uh, Japan, India, Russia, Argentina, we talked about, <laughs> uh -huh. um, the United States, and I think it's uh, Germany and Germany. Beautiful, beautiful. Well, thank you. Thank you very much, Rene, for visiting the cafe, for persisting on uh, being able to be heard by me and the audience, which, it, you know, it took me a little while to figure it out. And the very, very best of luck, and I'll definitely be in touch with you with regards to this project. I do have some ideas that I want to share with you. Wonderful. Well, I look forward to that, and thank you so much for having me. It's a great honor to be part of your show, and I will now listen now that I know where it is. <laughs> thank you very much. And, uh, well, the cafe is every Tuesday between 5 and 8, and you're very, very welcome to drop by anytime you wish, in person, through the phone, through the airwaves, through the thought. Okay. Thank you so much, JJ, and you have a wonderful evening. Thank you. You too. Aloha. Aloha. And here at the cafe, we'll continue with the music. Thank you. 